The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do all the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. In today's Gospel, we hear the familiar story of Mary, Martha, and a few of her house guests. And because that story is paired with the story of Abraham and his guests, we assume that the focus for today is on hospitality. However, there's a broader concern that's rooted in relationship, certainly an attribute of hospitality, but also in a much more fundamental way. When we consider that today's gospel reading follows immediately upon the passage that we heard last week, the attention to relationship becomes more clear. Last week, a scholar of the law asked Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life. And the answer was found in, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And then the rest of the reading spoke about love of neighbor. Today, through Mary and Martha, we begin to explore what it means to love God so thoroughly and completely. Think about it. To love God with all my heart mind, strength, with my entire being. That's everything. There is nothing that is not through him, with him, and in him. And we all know this. We've been taught that God must be the priority of our lives, that God must come first before everything else. But have we ever really thought about what that means or how it affects our daily routine? How does my love of God come first in my home or in my workplace? How does my love of God affect my leisure time, my love of sports or fishing or making music? How does my love of God affect cleaning the bathrooms or putting out the garbage? How does my love of God affect my relationships with others, whether on the street, in the grocery store, or those that I invite into my home if I truly love God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, with every fiber of my being. Now, even in our humanness, we know that when we love someone deeply, we can be very happy just being in the presence of our beloved. And we are eager to put his or her needs ahead of our own. Yet, in our humanness, we also 
falls short because we too are anxious and worried about many things, which can cause us to be distracted from the one we love. We lose sight of how that love empowers us and we can slide into being more focused on the I and me of what we do. And this can happen even when the work is a noble good. It's as if I said, I am so effective in my ministry. But it's not my ministry. Neither is it my promotion or my doctorate or my house or my baby. Everything comes from God. And that's why our task here on earth is to make a conscious choice to keep God first. The best thing in the world is to love Jesus to learn from him, to give ourselves to him and be led by him. And Jesus will not let that best part be taken away. As he said, Mary has chosen the better part. She chose to submit to the Lord, and that is the one needed thing. Martha, on the other hand, has a divided heart. She loves Christ but she still depends upon her own strength to get the job done and earn his love in return. Martha's trouble was not that she was scrambling about, but that as she did so, she forgot about Jesus. She was not making him welcome, she was constructing a meal. If she had been trying to please Christ out of love for him, she would have been glad to do the extra work while her sister enjoyed Christ's conversation. Instead, she is anxious and worried about many things, things she felt responsible for and needed control over. So when she complains, Jesus reminds her that wanting to be in control can get in the way of what matters most, loving him. If God is the center of our life, then everything we are and do is through him, in him, and with him. God is in control and will give us what we need in the moment. You might say, our daily bread, if we are open and receptive through love of him. Jesus was happy to be served, but he is even happier to be loved. At the last judgment, he will be less interested in our list of achievements than in the love with which they were accomplished. And that is why he said that loving God above all things with every fiber of our being is the key to inheriting eternal life. Mary shows her love by her desire to simply be with Jesus. She has nothing to offer, no drink or appetizers, just her joy to sit beside him and spend time with him. And because she loves first, she has a receptive spirit. It is in spending time with Jesus and nurturing a receptive spirit that makes it possible for God to work with us and through us. Consider the greatest example of a receptive spirit, another Mary, the mother of Jesus. She is honored as the model for all Christians, not because of what she did, but what she allowed God to do through her. 
She did not say, I will do it, but rather, let it be done to me according to your word. God's command to love him with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength and all your mind does not originate from self, some self-serving or egotistical motive. Rather, to love God above all things is for our benefit, for our happiness. We can spend all our lives, like Martha, being so overwhelmed with practical duties that we end up intellectually and spiritually empty. Or we can choose the better part, as Mary did, by spending time with Jesus. We can make our own achievements our highest priority, or we can make knowing, loving, and imitating Christ our highest priority. Giving time to Jesus through prayer, reading and reflecting on scripture, or quiet contemplation does not mean neglecting the practical dimensions of our lives. Rather, it means giving ourselves the opportunity to place what we do in the larger context of our lives and our relationships with God and with others. Today, we have all chosen to come and listen to the Lord, to be with him because of love and with intimate hospitality, to receive him under our roof and to nurture a receptive spirit for all of God wants for us. What will we choose tomorrow? or Tuesday. Now Jesus is hoping that we will continue to choose the better part.